Hey everybody, welcome to the Theomatic Podcast, the place that we are making good theology automatic. This is season two already. Thanks to everybody who joined us for season one. We're really excited for this season because we're going to be answering questions, your questions. Every episode is going to be a response and an answer to a question that somebody asked. And so we're so glad that you're with us. Every time that you leave a comment, rate, or subscribe, it helps get the word out for more people to join us. So make sure you do that on whatever platform you're listening on. And let's jump right into today's episode. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us today. Today's episode is going to come from this question that we got on TikTok from Jesus Follower 73 And this person writes this, Even though we believe Jesus died on the cross for our sins, hmm. do we still have to pray, share the gospel, and read the Bible to go to heaven? Hmm. So if I can, maybe uh, word it another way, if I can get into what I think you're saying. Even though theology says that Jesus' death on the cross is the only thing, only action that required. was required, and that's the thing that, that you know gets salvation for us, even though that's true, are there any other things, and if so, which other things must we do in order to go to heaven no. or in order to maybe obtain what it is that Jesus did. So are there things that we must do or do we not have to do anything yeah. in light of what Jesus has done? And I don't think it's a bad heart to ask the question. I think maybe just, get, you know, and I'm saying that because it, some people might instantly jump on it and be like, how dare you? You should want to do all these things. And I think um, maybe what they're trying to get to is they just want to make sure that they've done what's required right um and then maybe we can even dive into what are the purpose of these things and like why we should potentially want to do them i think we should focus on that for this episode because yeah. daniel we're going to do another episode on um you know how how salvation is yeah can you know how do you get into heaven how do you, or can you get out of heaven yeah, and all you, that yeah, yeah so what, what if we yeah. take this episode and focus more on the heart behind what are the things that we have to do? Or maybe should we do or should we want to do? Yeah. Um, and in this case, this person references a few spiritual disciplines like prayer, reading the Bible, and sharing the gospel. But there's there's lots of other good things that we should do yeah. or things that are commanded of us that we maybe don't think are good, but we should still do. Yeah. So what if we take that angle for this episode? And I think that'll help a lot of people out there that or maybe think in the same direction. And then we'll focus more on the the salvation slash going yeah, to heaven perfect. piece with a different question this season. So what are your thoughts on whether it be prayer, preaching, reading the Bible, tithing or giving or yeah, serving? that's a good point. Um, sacrificing and serving somebody. Um, any of those things, how should uh, a person pursuing to follow Jesus, how, yeah. should, how should we view yeah. any of those things? Yeah. Should we do them out of obedience? Should we do them out of obligation? If we don't want to do them, should we not do them because then we're earning it? Or how do we, yeah, yeah let's, let's have a talk about that. 
that that's a good question. We should touch on that right at the end. So let's put all of the this question in the framework of a relationship. You you you've heard Craig say on Bible time. You've heard us say on this on this uh, podcast that it's not a religion, which would be a construct or a system of beliefs designed to connect you with a deity or to feel spiritual. Instead, what we have with Jesus is a real, living, organic relationship. Mm-hmm. This question sets this principle up perfectly. So let's take if I'm saved and he already died on the cross, do I still have to do X, Y, Z? And let's put that in the framework of I just got married. Do I still need to go on a date? Do I still need to say I love you? Do I still need to talk to the person? Do I still need to? Because really the frameworks are actually nearly identical in my mind. Right. And so if we frame it that way, I'm already married. Do I still need to hang out with my spouse? Right. Do I still need to do nice things for my spouse? Um, And uh, do I still need to say nice things about my spouse to other people? Right. Those are going to be right. Right. And if you think about it like that, then it's like you have to look back on your dating period. And well, was I was I only doing those things because I wanted them to say yes to me so I could exactly do the wedding ceremony? Yeah. Or was I doing all those things? just simply because I love the person and I want want to do those things. Right, exactly. So the question isn't, sadly, shouldn't be just getting into heaven because if your goal is to get into heaven but you don't enjoy hanging out with Jesus, you're not going to like it, dude. <laughs> you know, you're there not going to like it. It is eternity with the person that you're trying to avoid being with or doing things for for or with right so it's like getting married to a person and not wanting to hang out with them or be with them right exactly and 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 we gotta start here because this is the most foundational we have to people so you know this is the thematic podcast making good theology automatic if people don't have good theology about what heaven is you're just gonna miss so much and so much and i think that sort of attitude springs from this belief that heaven is a good place as opposed to going to a bad place. And this good place has things that you'll like, but, and so what do I need to do in order to go to the place that I'm going to like instead of not like, but when Jesus talks about what eternal life is Mm -hmm. in John 17, he gives like Mm. the shortest, most simple description of what eternal life is. Mm. And he says this, John 17, one, now this is eternal life, that they might know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Hmm. And so, yeah, like you're saying, if we don't just love God, it doesn't really matter what else heaven feels like or whatever. I don't even know, you know, well, it's going to be mansions in the sky or, you know, playing right. golf or, you know, whatever. I the hope e- there's some golf. I mean, Well, I yeah, I mean, well... Hopefully, but <laughs> the essence of heaven is just being with God. And because we believe that God is being with him is the greatest thing. Yeah. And that's whatever the else pursuit. that looks like. And so, yeah. So, so, so the question is like, it's interesting because it's not a question that, that what I think it does, let me say it this way. The question indicates to me, maybe a misunderstanding about either the benefits or functions of the three things they ask about or potentially more troubling is the fact that might reveal that is Jesus just a 
hurdle you're trying to jump over or yeah. a goal you're trying to achieve? If so, the good news is there's a much richer world that you're about to discover when you understand Jesus as a person and personality that is knowable and wants to know you and you can have a relationship with. Right. If he is a checkbox, you're really you're missing out, not just missing it. You're missing it too, but you're missing out. And yeah. so let's just take prayer. Um, um, we have a mutual friend, uh, Pastor JL, that says prayer is the engine room of the church, right? right? And there's a corporeal or corporate function of prayer. But the prayer I want to talk about today is the type of prayer that I know that you experience, and I certainly do. And we were talking just right before we the cameras were rolling. We're like, man, I love to pray. And I haven't really stopped to think that there are people that probably just do it as a discipline or because they feel they have to. Right. Um, do you want to take a couple of seconds and just maybe set the stage for what it could be like for people? Yeah, I don't know. The way that I look at it, I do agree the marriage analogy is, if not primary, one of the primary ways of looking at our relationship with God in general. Mm -hmm. In that I didn't just get into... I didn't just use certain things while I was dating to get my wife to marry me, nor do I think that the point of marriage is just some of the benefits after I'm married that I get to get from her, mm -hmm. but the marriage should be about being with her. Yeah. And there's things that go along with that. Sometimes it's benefits that I take pleasure in. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's responsibilities that I have because of the context of the relationship that I need to do, even though I might not like it, like cleaning the house or mowing the lawn or whatever. Yeah. But it's all centered around the relationship with the person. And then this another analogy that I like is, is like working out or going to the gym. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm never, have never, like I'll go play sports forever, basketball or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I've never been like the type of guy that just loves to go to the gym just pump and the weights. pump. Yeah, I, I mean, I know I look. You do. Super, yeah, you're so swole. Super yoked. <laughs> yeah, but I'm you're not jacked. that type of person. Yeah. In, yeah, inside. Yeah. Okay, but so and a lot of people are like that. Man, I don't like going to the gym. But there comes a point when when you start doing it and you go enough, you start to miss it if you don't. Hmm. And I, as a pastor, I have experienced a lot of people that I feel like prayer in particular, because that's the specific one we're talking about. It's more of like an obligation or a duty, but I just, I want to like be able to tell them, I think it's like going to the gym. Once you start doing it and you start to experience the presence of God in that way, mm -hmm. you're not going to want to not do oh, that. 100%. And for me, I would say like my morning devotional, whether it's prayer mm -hmm. or worship or reading the Bible, I do not do those things. I mean, I guess I guess there's an obligation in a sense, but that is so far from being the primary. Like I do those things because I need it. Mm -hmm. The same way that somebody that's like a freak worker out or gym person, they're like, I have to go to the gym. They want. That's how I feel about spending time with God. Yeah. I. It's like breathing. I. I feel hungry. It's yeah. like eating. If I, was if say, I don't same... spend time with Him. It's like the same way that you it's would It's an feel. obligation in the sense that you're obligated to eat to remain healthy. Right. Yeah, or to, you know. But you, you know, want to. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It fills you. you yeah. know, and so that's how I view it. 
Well, and 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 I think a lot of folks, if so, this question, I guess, it, it really does indicate to me that this person who asked it has not yet discovered what you've discovered and experienced, and what I have, and take can take no credit for. How we are wired is we do not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth right. of God. I mean, how can Paul tell us? I had to look up the reference; I couldn't remember it. But in Thessalonians, to pray without ceasing, for this person how could they ever imagine praying without ceasing if they don't want to do it what it's like though is it's this uh, can i go ahead and just to sort of describe it in human terms yeah. like you know because even the disciples they asked jesus how to pray yeah. right i think it's a common question um what it's like for me and i don't know um I, there's this big huge thing on tiktok right now where it's talking about like do you have a voice in your head or do you see in pictures have you seen that like dialogue on tiktok uh -uh. if you haven't you should check it out it's amazing so i think in words do you think in words or you hear words or voice I I don't know. Oh, you don't know? Oh, you should think about that. My wife thinks in pictures and concepts and I think in words. But anyway, so what it's like for me. I think that's the difference between the right and the left brain. Might be. I don't actually know the science behind it, but okay. it's a huge debate on TikTok okay. right now. The point is why even I just thought you might know it because you're on TikTok more than I am. But um, the, uh, the, the, what it's like for me is there's this constant dialogue literally constant between me and Jesus, not because I'm holy, but because I'm needy. <laughs> Seriously. I do. I just, I, when I don't feel his presence or when I'm not connected to him, I'm struggling. Mm. And it's in every interaction. It's, it's in Lord, give me courage and bravery to do the right thing here. Lord, like help my unbelief, like, like, mm -hmm. or if I'll get hurt or offended, I'm like, Lord, help me process this. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, am I seeing this right? Right. I mean, and, and all of us have a driver, just like you have hunger. Cause there is such a thing as food. You have dude, the phrase is misery loves company. That's your engine for prayer. That's your prompt. When you're hurt, when you're afraid, when you want to worry, do not worry about anything. Instead, Pray about everything. Right. Like right. God is designed you to be in constant communion with him. Right. And you have all these triggers that instead you go to your phone and you text a friend or you 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 blog right. about it. That's for Jesus. Yeah. You know? Prayer is like this obligation or the last result when you have no other and you're uh, Yeah, you've already no exhausted all your yeah. contacts and your contacts list, right? Yeah. Versus prayer is is the essence of my relationship with this God that I want to be a part of yeah, everything in absolutely. my life. I mean, it might, like with my spouse, maybe it's the same for you, but it's certainly everyone who's watching this hopefully has experienced like a best friend and something happens at work or something happens. You're like, I cannot wait to tell so-and-so or like, right. I can't wait to talk to so-and-so about it. And that person, you'll share something with that person. You grow close, you'll laugh, you'll whatever. They'll have wisdom for you. I'm telling you, it's the same. It can be exactly the same. Um, and and it's hard to express it. And I'm being vulnerable, sort of sharing what my inner life is like with Jesus, you know? I mean, literally, like, I've had a headache today, and I've just been, like, dialoguing with him. Like, Lord, give me strength to get through this. Because, like, I love, right. like, I was so excited coming here to film these because what I feel like I'm getting to do is the privilege of of sharing the best thing I've ever had with a bunch of people that could have it, too. Like, who doesn't want to sign up for that? And I've got this lingering headache that's kind of trying to steal some of that joy, not like I'm personifying it, but that's what's happening, right? right. I'm just having this dialogue, like, Lord, give me strength, like, help it go away. Right. I mean, dude, I'm talking to him like that. Right. You could have that. And when you do have that, I can't find anyone in the world that wouldn't want it. Exactly. You're literally never alone. Right. You know what I mean? It's all, yeah. It's or like, lonely yeah, would be a better term. Exactly. Like, 
take solitude, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, and because any of the spiritual disciplines could be in this question. Jesus did this. I'm going to heaven, but do I still need to anything? So, yeah, I remember when I was younger and I didn't really know God, I hated being alone. Mm. I couldn't stand it. I always had to be with friends. Always. Man, I have that too. And <laughs> I think a lot of people struggle with being alone. Other people struggle with being with being people. With people, yeah. <laughs> but for me, when I really met God, it totally changed mm-hmm. the concept of loneliness because I realized I'm never alone, ever. And... I actually have a desire and I'm so, so I'm a, me and you are both, we're people, people. Yeah, right? for sure. We love to be with people. Yeah. And like, that's my wife makes fun of me. Like, dude, chill <laughs> out. Like I need to just not. <laughs> so, but I, I like to be with people all the time, but now I value so much the, um, the times of solitude that I have where I'll go and intentionally be alone. Yeah. But in the kingdom, solitude is not being Solitude. It's no, not it's one being on alone. One. It's, it's one you on one being time alone with God. With God. Yeah, hundred percent. We're always with God, and so I love those times. Yeah, I don't do it all the time, but I love those times, and because yeah, so we have to make sure that we're we're getting this whole thing right. Like you said at the beginning, it's not about a religion, and it's not about doing required tasks in order to get somewhere when you die. Mm-hmm. It's about the blessedness of knowing a personal God yeah, and the different tools that he's given us to encounter him and interact with him. Yeah. But if I could loop back to what you're talking about that passage, cause I never understood that passage either about pray without ceasing. So pray never ending, always pray. Like what does that <laughs> mean? And when we view prayer, like, a, you know, Mm-hmm. Cross, you know, fold your hands, cross yeah. your eyes, bow your head. Don't open your eyes. Yeah, exactly. Like, which, <laughs> How by can the I way, drive and pray. That's never, never been, in yeah. the Bible. Bow your head. Yeah. Um, but if we view it like that, you can't accomplish that passage. Yeah. But my eyes were opened when I read, and here's a book plug for you one of my favorite books in the world you should get called The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence, a mm. 17th century French monk who. Uh, his job in the monastery was to wash the dishes. And he said, I mean, the book is so challenging because he he's like, I endeavor to make every single moment of my life about the love of God and the and living in the presence of God. Wow. And so as a as a monk, they would have times of prayer where they're supposed to go and pray. And he says, I consider the time of assigned prayer to be no different than when I'm washing the dishes. Yeah. And if a fork falls to the ground, I'm going to pick that fork up for the love of God. I'm going to endeavor to do all things for the love of God. Wow. It, to <laughs> me, it was like that reading that book finally gave meaning to that verse of pray without ceasing. Cause the whole point is of prayer is connection with the, with the Lord. And so like you're saying, you have this constant dialogue with him in your head. Yeah. And that's, that's the essence of it is like, we're just, we're, we want to live yeah. with him and have him be a part of everything. It's not a task to accomplish. It's a desire that we have for God to be a part of everything in yeah, our life. For sure. And 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 um, the person who asked this question or a lot of people watching and myself, we're all a long way from Brother Monk. I couldn't catch his name. What's his name? <laughs> Brother, <laughs> Brother Lawrence. <laughs> Brother Lawrence, who dedicated his life and moved out and moved into a monastery, right? I mean, I mean we're a long way away, but the principle remains true. And so I share the constant dialogue truth or reality that that's in my head, not 
to seem holy or to, to, you know, put something up that everyone can't do. In fact, I think it's very simple. It's redirect your worry, your anger, your emotion to the Lord, Hmm. have a conversation with him about it every day. Is there something on your mind that you're worried about? You should be talking to Jesus about it. Is there something on your heart that you really desire, you want, you feel like you need, you should be talking to the Lord about it. Did something happen to you that you need advice on? You should talk to like, literally, I can't think of a moment you wouldn't want to talk to him. So, so really everything you already have for life and godliness, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like really you already have all the cues and triggers and emotions and things that could prompt you if you simply direct it. And part of that, this is we've been trained that since God is invisible, he's unknowable or inaccessible couldn't be further from the truth. Right. He's ever present within you all around you. And so he's he's a glance or a yield away. I say a yield because it's like you yield your will, but like his reality is more real than our reality, right? Mm-hmm. So all that to say, I think it's actually really simple for you to be able to have the presence of God with you every day. What was the second thing? I was going to say, let's talk about some of the other ones. Because we've talked a lot about prayer. Yeah. And then the person says, you know, do you have to share the gospel, read the Bible? Yeah. And so, like, let's just talk about the Bible for a second. Yeah. Like, so many we people both the... really love it. Yeah. Right. And it's not just because we like to read or, like, yeah. I don't actually like actually to hate read. reading. Okay, yeah, perfect. totally. So totally hate it. And, and it's not just because we're academic. It's because, like, man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Like, yeah. The Bible is God's heart. It It feeds us. So we, we want it. Yeah. So like a lot of people, they treat their Bible reading as a task and you got to check off that. Yeah. I Oh, just make sure I did it that day. But hmm. like, if you're in relationship, hmm. you, I think, I feel like you would want to know God's heart more. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm trying to think through what was the thing that be, there was definitely a moment when I was in my twenties, when I clicked from the task, like do your life journal to voraciously wanting, like, like trying, like downloading the audio Bible so I could listen into my car. Right. And I was trying to remember, think what happened to me, you know? For me, it was the moment when I actually met him in relationship, not Mm. just religion. Was it a different moment for you? No, it probably was. It was, I remember I was at my lowest of the low and it was some vineyard song that I was playing in the room. Room. Oh, it was Lord. Maybe it's not vineyards. Lord, light the fire again. You know that song. Uh-huh. Nah, 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 nah. I was listening. Everybody to that. that grew up in the church in, in the nineties. Yeah. But yeah, that was sort of like the transition. You know, I was always sort of in the water. You've seen from space the the fresh water where or the two oceans where yeah. they meet, yeah, the yeah, Atlantic yeah. and the Pacific, and they're different densities and salinities, so they're different colors. Mm-hmm. I feel like across that barrier, it's like I was in the water, but like it was a whole different thing right. when I but yeah, I, I would say it's when I really yielded and said, like, I wanna know like if you're real, I wanna know you. I know about you. I kinda believe it. I mean, I think it's real, but like I I want it the you know, where the, the color comes into every fiber and I, w- I want right. you to really rule my life. And from that moment on was really the transition to where, because I believed he was so real, I invited him, I felt his presence. And I was like, well, if this is, if this is your written word left here for me to understand you, then I'm going to eat it up. And it, right. and it spoke to me in a different way than it ever had spoken to me. Me too. So let me let me boil this down a little bit. We've then, never talked about this, by the way. This is all we didn't even prep for these. 
just so you know, like I didn't know that about you and you didn't know that about me. Yeah. But it's, it's in common, you know what I mean? And I think it will happen for you too. Yeah. So let's boil this down. Um, and then let's give our final thoughts. Uh, I want to boil this question because, because in many ways it, this person could be asking a, a theological question. Um, but again, we didn't touch so much on something that we'll touch on a different episode, which is, do you have to do extra things other than what Jesus did to go to heaven? So this is the thematic podcast about making good theology automatic. So make sure that we have this down. Good theology says there is nothing that yeah. anybody can do to earn their way to heaven. Period. For it is by grace we've been saved through faith, not by mm-hmm. works, so that none of us can boast. boast. Ephesians yeah. 2, 8, and 9. So there's your theology, and we'll touch more on that yeah, in, more be, in depth. Be on secure. A be yeah. secure in that. But because yeah. I want to make sure you know good theology, mm-hmm. that's the good theology for that subject, mm-hmm. that there's nothing we can do to get into heaven it's what Jesus has done on the cross. That's it. Okay. So then let's put that aside. So final thoughts on the spiritual disciplines, uh, whether it be prayer, reading the Bible, fasting, giving, tithing, solitude, simplicity, or some of the spiritual disciplines that are more action-oriented commandments, go and preach the gospel, mm-hmm. things like that. So um, my final thoughts would be this. It, to summarize what we've been saying is, I think that anybody that's asking questions like this should try and take a step back from their life and say, why am I asking this question and why am I asking it in this way? Mm. And what does that say about where I'm really at in my relationship with God? That's number one. We also get the question all the time, do I need to get baptized? Why would you not want to be? Yeah. Do I need to wear a wedding ring if I'm married? Well, no, but why would you not want to be like, that's my wife, I'm yeah. married. Like, yeah. right, so so step back and say, why am I asking this question and why am I asking it in this way? And once you think about that, you know, what we're inviting you to to ask is like, do I love God for, for God and do I want more of him? Mm. Am I just trying to get something from him, whether it be heaven or a blessing or whatever, or do I just want him and everything that comes with him? As for me, I want God, I want everything that he has to offer me, and I want more of him in my life. And so I'm going to pursue him through all of the means that he's offered me, whether it be prayer or reading the Bible or being part of a Mm. church or giving financially or serving somebody or whatever. I don't view it like I have to do those things. I view it like I want to do those things because I want more of him. And I want what he wants for me, even the things that sometimes don't feel good to the flesh, because I know that the outcome of a gift from God is a good thing from God or God himself. I want to embrace things that are difficult because there are some commandments that he gives us that are difficult. So, um, and then lastly, just in regards to sharing the gospel, yes, that is difficult. And some people are more gifted in that than others. But again, if you step back and say, well, why would I share? Because I have to, because God tells me to, or because I actually believe that salvation that God has given me, I love it and I want, and I love other people. And so if I love them, I should, I should want it for them too. Yeah. And then there should be something in me that says, I want, I want, I want to share the good news of God. So that's what I got. What are your final thoughts? I don't know if there's much more to say than that. There was, um, my wife told me about this atheist who was, um, 
I'm still an atheist, but when Christians would come to his door, when, you know, he would meet people in public, he's like, it's the most sane thing to do in the world to proselytize me, to, to try to convert me if you believe what you really believe. Right. Do you know that story? I, yeah, I think it was uh, Penn from Penn and Teller. It was Penn. And I think he even said it the, the opposite way too. I think he's like, I don't believe what you believe at all. I think you're crazy. But he said, he said, if you really believe what you say you believe and you don't try and tell me about it, even though I just disagree with you, you must really hate me. Man. And that's an atheist. And, yeah. And what I love about that is he is consistent with what we, it's true. It's so like true. Like if we actually believe this and people are like, stop telling me about what you, it's yeah. like, but if I, if I really believe it and I didn't tell you, wouldn't that be like the worst the thing ever? Yeah. yeah, for sure. If you're walking towards a cliff, if I, if I believe you're walking towards a cliff, even if you don't believe you are, and I don't I try believe and you stop are, you. And I don't try and stop you. Yeah. I got to really hate you. Yeah, for sure. And if I do try and stop you, even if you disagree with me, it's because I love you. Yeah. So even though I butchered the quote and you totally saved it. So thank you for that. <laughs> it The the concept really impacted me. Um, and I, I have empathy for you if you're nervous to share the gospel. And my encouragement to you is, no, you don't need to do it to get to heaven. Um, but you should do it because you have... eternal life-saving gift inside of you and that knowledge and other people need it and you don't have to know as much as brother monk or anybody Mm -hmm. that you're watching or you you just need a testimony of his goodness amen that's it it's all about relationship with god not religion and we hope and pray that every one of you would pursue him out of a willful desire in your heart not out of legalism that's it so thanks for joining us today and we'll see you next episode Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining this episode today. We're so glad that you're with us. If this episode spoke to you, make sure you share it with a friend. And every time you leave a comment, subscribe and share, it helps get the word out. We're so glad that you're with us on this journey and we'll see you next time.